You can keep talking. <laughs> the way you were trying to beat the buzzer there. Oh, the countdown. Um, hello, listeners. Here we are. Episode 15. Um, excited. Beyond excited. Stoked out of our minds um, to have AJ Brow. Is it Brow? I've actually never said yes. it to you out loud. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good wow, job. That could have been so embarrassing. Um <laughs> AJ Brow is here, um, CEO and founder of Wander, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about. Um, but yeah, just so geeked to have you. Logan was fangirling a little bit before we let always, you in. So always. Oh well, thank you. No pressure. I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah, I better live up to that. <laughs> Do you want to take a second, AJ? Again, just like. Cliff Notes version, really brief. Talk about, um, yeah, where you're at, what you're up to. Plug, plug, wander as, as much or as little as you want um, to our, you know, dozens of listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> soon to be thousands, right? Oh yeah, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll tell you the wander story, and it actually starts when I was about 12 years old. And Logan, you're a part of this story. Your Boom. listeners don't know this. Um, and I would love to hear your side of the mm-hmm. story. Like maybe yeah. we pause and you can t- tell your side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was 12 years old and I was down at Lake Powell, my family's favorite vacation. We actually just got back from there last week. Um, and I was I was trying to use the paper map to navigate um, to navigate the lake and, and help, my, help my dad who was driving the boat decide where to go. And and um, it was a great map because it had everything that I would want in terms of content and none of what I didn't. So it wasn't cluttered and, but it didn't have GPS. It didn't have um, photos. It didn't have search, you know, like a uh, Google maps did. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, so I, I was trying to use these two things and I thought, wow, we really should figure out how to combine these two things um, into a curated interactive map experience that works offline that has all of the hikes and the, all of the hikes and the, I'm imagining um, you saying that AJ. I'm imagining you saying those exact words as a 12 year old, though, which is really funny. <laughs> my, you, you know my dad, so yeah. he robbed us of our childhood. We were like oh. talking about APIs at like 10 years old. Yeah, <laughs> like he, bu- he bought right. me my first computer when I was eight, and he like installs Macromedia, you know, Flash mm-hmm. on it, and teaches me how to animate. He's like, "Let me teach you what the pros use." And anyway, mm-hmm. he was kind of crazy. So. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, well, let's, let's, let's build this, this map and we'll charge, you know, 10 or 15 bucks for it. And, you know, people will love it and it'll be awesome. So I go to my dad and, and was like, dad, I've done a little bit of code before. Um, I've never actually taken a software project project from start to finish. Will you tutor me through this? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I do? And he, um, he said, Hey, let's find an engineer. I'll introduce you to some. This is what UX mm-hmm. is. You're going to need. So I did most of the UX actually for the Lake Powell. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the really original cool. UX for the UX, nice. the original, like the four tabs at the bottom. Oh, it's kind yeah. of unconventional, but people liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, it was really simple. Satellite map image with all of the pins for all the hikes and, and attractions mm-hmm. on there. All the, all the arches and marinas oh, yeah. where you put your boat in, you know, where mm-hmm. are the good houseboat spots and, I kind of scoured the internet and, and built this curated map experience. Um, but anyway, two years later, it was on the App Store, and, and that's the shortened version of that. That's there were so a lot cool. of technical technical difficulties that went from into building an offline map of a place that big, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, two years later, we put a bunch of flyers out, about $100 worth, homemade flyers around the lake, and we had 10,000 people buy this app. For Holy between five smokes. and ten dollars, and wow, with like, flyers, oh, I love that it was wow. fly- flyers. Yeah, flyers. Then, flyers. Like, I emailed KSL.com and was like, "Hey, I'm 
14 and there's this app I made. Will you do a story on me? And they like called me that night and were like, hey, when's the next time you're going to Lake Powell? I hit, I hit pause. I put them on mute and I say, mom, we're going to Lake Powell next week. So we like planned a trip down there and met there. So we, we actually did a full feature, like TV feature. Wow. And then a couple magazines and then the local news outlets picked it up and the National Park Service was using it to, you, you know, they <laughs> oh had all this, sophist- this is wild. This they is blowing this, my mind. I didn't hear this stuff. I know. They had all this sophisticated, um, like GPS and nautical map mapping devices on their, on their, uh, on their boats. But it was this little iPhone app that they were using because mm. it had all, had all the points of interest on it. And, um, anyway, all the hikes and Canyon names and, and all that on it. So, Anyway, that was my first um, my first introduction to this this mapping problem. I actually had a couple destinations reach out to me and say, "Hey, um, we want something similar to the Lake Powell map." Um, but I was I was playing soccer mm. and basketball at the time in high school, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not really interested in running this full blown business. I just really love Lake Powell. That's what that was originally, you mm-hmm. know." So I kind of tied a bow around that project and went on with life and um, served a mission in Japan for my church, and then. Um, and then came back and decided to be an engineer, become an engineer, um, graduated from Bottega Tech. Um, I they, they did their software. Bottega. Yeah, nice. their software engineering. Um, worked for a couple of just amazing software teams. Um, I got to see a startup go from zero to one. And then uh, when Lucy was born, this is where Wanda comes back in. When my mm-hmm. daughter was born, um, I I wanted to go explore the world with her. I'm sure you guys have experienced this. It's like, oh my gosh. Like I love I love exploring the world, you know, as a single person or just Brigham and I even. But like when you when I became a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, the world is so much bigger and cooler mm-hmm. and needs to be explored with my little mm-hmm. family, you know? And so as I was trying to go, you know, plan these experiences to, you know, Snow Canyon State Park or Zion National Park, Moab. Moab is actually one, um, a big one that, that this happened for, but I found myself wanting a similar experience to the Lake Powell map, uh, map app, but for mm-hmm. all these different destinations, right? Because um, looking at a map is so much, uh, so much more powerful than looking at a list, you know, or just pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, it actually, it actually engages a totally different side of your brain when you look at a map you're able to consume and understand a place so much quicker, so much better than if you're just looking at a bunch of pictures. And, and so for trip planning, it's just absolutely essential. Um, anyway, so I thought, okay, how do we map the whole world at a local level um, and provide that to travelers around the world? Um, but, you know, that takes so much capital to just go map that. So we thought, okay, how can we, you know, how can we, how can we do this? But we found that there are over 4 million destinations around the world that are still printing paper maps. Or they're, they're needing wow. some form of a custom mapping solution, mm-hmm. meaning, okay, Google Maps, for whatever reason, you know, isn't cutting it for their visitors. They need something that they own that they're distributing to mm-hmm. their visitors, right? And so um, Wander is a platform that lets destinations come in and build that kind of a, an interactive map experience for their visitors and then distribute it. Uh, but without having to deal with any of the technical complexity. So, Incredible. and while we're doing that, we're, we're mapping the whole world locally while, by empowering these local destination organizations to provide their visitors with really, really up-to-date curated content, helping influence visitor flow. So it's more sustainable for the destination, the communities. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's going well. We're having a good set up to, up to 21 employees and, that's unreal. Um, seven, 17 destinations now. We just signed Moab literally nice. this week. Moab um, and another ski resort out on the East Coast. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, we're having, That's having so a good time. That's so exciting. That's so cool. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, should we go through where I fit into this puzzle? Yes. Yes, Sorry. let's make it about yes. you. It's okay. Let's make it about me. Well, I, I want to hear this. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, fresh out of design school and fresh out of an internship uh, with Domo, uh, where Jordan works currently. And uh, 
someone from Domo recommended me to a marketing, like a digital marketing guy who was looking for a marketing designer. Um, and marketing design was more interesting to me at that time than anything else because it was more measurable than graphic design or brand design. So this guy came to me and we started talking about, you know, conversion rates and funnels and flows and click throughs. And it was cool and measurable and it got me all excited. And I started working for him uh, and he shared some office space in a very interesting location off of Geneva Road in Orem. I remember uh, the office. And he shared office space with this guy, Doug Call who is AJ's dad. So I got to know Doug just through kind of being in the office. And uh, one day he was like, hey, do you do any like UX or UI design? And I kind of, I think, just totally faked it and was like, yes. Um, As most of us do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. I think he probably said, have you ever designed a mobile app? And I just thought, how different could it be? You know, smaller. Why not? Yeah. Same principles, smaller smaller screen. So um, Doug started showing me uh, this app that he was working on with his freaking kids, which is so cool. And he's like, yeah, like it still needs, I think you'd probably moved on and we're doing other things, like you said, and it was subsequent versions of it. He had some feedback and revisions that he wanted to make, but you were off doing your thing. Um, So I actually worked on some early design works for different versions of the Lake Powell app. And that was my first ever in my entire career, um, actual like UX or UI design was, uh, wow. was on, the, on the, on the Lake Powell app. My goodness. Heck yeah. And then you were converted forever. I was converted. and You sold yes, your soul. I did. I did. I wanted nothing to do with web design and, and like brand design ever again. Um, but the wild thing was, we didn't make the connection. I can't remember how we finally circled each other on LinkedIn, um, which you are very active, impressively active uh, on LinkedIn. Um, That's embarrassing. My my <laughs> husband calls me a link, LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> I, it's so embarrassing. No way. Oh, I think it's amazing. Wait, I want to share. I want to share this. The uh, you reminded me of um, an important detail of the Lake Powell story. Yeah, what's up? Um, my dad, and I need to give my dad credit because my dad saw the WandaVision. Oops. Mm-hmm. My dad saw the WandaVision long before I did. In fact, um, he was the one that encouraged me to build build the platform. Nice. Because um, he Look saw, like, I know, I know. He, like, back in the day, he said, we need to, we need to, we need to expand this to other destinations. And I just mm-hmm. was like, eh. and uh, he had a different, his idea looked a little different than what Wander is today, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Lucy was born, I remember having lunch with my dad and, and uh, me saying, dad, I don't know if I can do this because I'm, you know, my daughter's nine months old and I'm going to have to raise money if I'm going to do it this way. Like, cause I was an engineer. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't build an iOS app. An you know an Android app mm-hmm. and a and a full front end back end web app like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to raise money I don't know if I can do that I don't think I can quit my job and and he was like you should go for it like it's so crazy as a yeah. dad to be like yeah his new mom daughter like no you should go for it like why would it's a good idea you can do it you have everything you need to do it you you yeah. you're built for this. He that's mm-hmm. his quote. He's like, "You're built for this." Oh my gosh. Like, okay, I'm just, dad. I'm just going to start sobbing. This is just cute dad. Oh. He just yeah. believes in you. He's he's the best. Yeah, my mom's the same out. way. But I did I, I thought you were mom. about to I say that your mom mom's too. not the same way. And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, she's no, just I, as much that way. I that's loved meeting so yeah. Fun. I loved meeting your mom. Like seeing Doug's other half was so cool. It just they're one of those couples where just like everything about them just like makes sense. Um, yeah, so cool. But yeah, that's how, that's how we connected. Like, that's how I tied into the story, you know, eight years ago. Um, yeah. But then more recently, someone, uh, we got into the same post or something and someone, it was Jessa that was looking for like mentors in UX or something. 
Um, I ended up commenting on one of your posts and like volunteering to like look at her work or talk through some stuff, but that's how you and I eventually connected. And then I didn't even know. And then we met at Silicon Slopes. Yeah. Yeah. We met Mm -hmm. it. That was the thing. We met at Silicon Slopes like days after we had just kind of randomly commented on each other's stuff and then made the connection, like who your dad was, who I was. It's so cool. Yeah. We took a selfie. Yeah. Sent it to my dad. Small freaking world. It's crazy. Yeah. And here we are. That's awesome. All these years later. Look at you now. Yeah. Um, okay. I love the backstory. I think um, my mom's going to love the backstory. She's going to be super excited about that one. Sorry. We always talk to my mom on this show because yeah. she's she's our biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. The backstory is incredible. Um, I mentioned this right before we started recording, but we we would love to dig into, I don't know, we try, we try to focus more on um, thoughts and feelings than like dates and, and numbers. Um, what's it been like, I don't know, just like getting to this point, what's it been like, um, I don't know, Jordan, Jordan, you have like a better worded question to kind of kick off like this with AJ. I'm struggling now. Yes, I do have, I have a question right off the bat. So it's really easy to have that blind confidence for someone else, kind of how your parents did for you. Right. Mm. Like, yeah, like I see your potential, like you should totally go for this. How did you keep that perspective for yourself throughout this process? Because I feel like that's something that's really hard to do, but I feel Mm -hmm. like CEOs and entrepreneurs are very good at it. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I think I am just naive enough to believe (laughs) that my idea can work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. This idea can work and I may be the right person to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just naivety. Is that the right mm-hmm. way to say that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so simple. And that sums it up very well. That doesn't sound, that doesn't compute. Um, I don't know. Most CEOs are like, how could it not be me? And how could it not be us? And I'm hearing you say like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Could be cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> the crazy thing, my husband and I talk about this all the time and we still have a long ways to go, but we look back and it's like, wow, it shouldn't have worked out this well. Hmm. It shouldn't have kept working. Just stuff just kind of kept working. A lot of stuff hasn't worked, mm-hmm. but just a lot of key things have just worked. And, and so I think each time that happens, my confidence has just built. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I keep note of all the wins in my head and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it, it's kept working. There's, we've done it this, you know, we've made this, we've closed this many deals. Why can't we close 10 mm-hmm. times that, you I know, why can't we repeat that 10 times? We've found, you know, this many amazing employees. And so when we're out recruiting again, it's like, well, we found these amazing people. We can find more. We're going to find the next person that we need and. So, yeah, it just adds up. Do you feel like, so So the oldest, like, uh, your right hand at the company, you have a small group of founders. Um, what do you, I'm interested in knowing what drew them in early on and what's drawing people in now. Um, and like the inertia that's kind of built up. I haven't met anyone, by the way. I have not met anyone in tech. Um, you're not going to like this. I haven't met anyone anyone in tech in the last, like, six months to a year that doesn't know who you are. Oh, really? Truly. Man, you know, I'm going to be one of those that's like selling a LinkedIn course. And that's going to be my, <laughs> that's going to be my title. You know, if yeah. Wander goes kaput, that's, uh-huh. that's going to be my new gig. Logan, yeah. thank you. It's effective. It's effective. It's working. Well, I, I have a two letter name. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that's helpful. That's got to be it. Yeah. I credit that's my dad with it. that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your question though? You had a really good question. That was long. I got to get better at short questions. Um, what, drew, what, what's drawing people in? Oh, like, what's what, drawing what, people in? What drew, what drew your founders in and how do you feel like, like, what was that sell like? We'll start, we'll start you know, there. You well, should I'm, ask I'm them. gambling. Okay. You should ask them. Yeah. What do you think they would say? Um, well, I think they would say, well, and this this is what why our investors have written us checks. They, there's mm. something called um, founder market fit. Mm. Like, I 
you know, I don't have, I don't even have a college degree. It wasn't like, it wasn't credibility in terms of competency of mm-hmm. do, having done this before, but I really, really hate the problem that we're solving and have dedicated a lot of my life to solving it. And I think um, for whatever reason, I figured out how to explain how big the problem is and, and how, you know, how clear the path is to solve the problem and how big of an opportunity it is to uh, build something that makes the world better. And, um, but really, I, I credit my two co-founders. They're the ones that took the biggest risk. Like they've yeah. been all in, Alexa and mm-hmm. Nate. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, financially all in. And the ability to follow someone, especially someone like me, and not be necessarily steering every decision, but stay as committed as they've stayed for these mm-hmm. last two years. Like, if I could, if I could, you know, say to another founder in my situation where, you know, you bring an idea and you bring kind of a somewhat of an established idea and concept to co-founders. And mm-hmm. um, like, I would, I would say pattern, pattern who you pick, pick after Nate and Alexa, like they are mm-hmm. just amazing people that are, um, yeah, that we just complement each other so well. Um, they, they're unwavering and so forgiving and super loyal, mm-hmm. just incredibly loyal. Um, and yeah, we can communicate really well together and we've been able, I think we've been able to avoid a lot of the founder issues that a lot of companies deal with. Okay. I think that's like a 25% of startups that fail, uh, something like that. That's a number I just pull out of my hat, um, or because of founder issues and we've been able to Mm. avoid, we've had our stuff, but, um, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but they really are amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing that. It's it's helpful to know. Um, I, I'm always just curious, like those early stages. How do you? I don't know. If just, I don't think it's something you did, but um, what leads people to leave that level of security, stability, to just like gamble and go in on something? Um, yeah, how do you get comfortable with risk? Hmm. Oh, I don't think you get comfortable with risk. I think you're born with. You risk. just keep doing I, it. I really think it's a born thing. Yeah. It's a born, I really think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but mm. yeah, that is something that kind of blows my mind. I look at them. I look at the team we've assembled. We have like, you look at somebody like Jonathan Davis. He's one of the most elite engineers in Utah. Like anybody that's ever mm. worked with him is like, mm-hmm. oh, not only did you just land an incredible engineer, but just the best human ever to work with. Like yeah. how did, how did we, you know, I, I just feel so fortunate that someone like him has, has risked, you know, risked so much to, to mm-hmm. join our team. And I take that trust. I don't take that lightly. That, in fact, that mm. um, in the times when it has been kind of tricky and tough, um, that's that's what keeps me up at night is, okay, I really, really want to prove these people right that have bet mm-hmm. on me. Um, what did you say? Hitched their wagon to my horse. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old timing. I was raised by, yeah. raised by a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I, I always say, you know, we, I've pitched a lot of investors, a lot, a lot of investors. We've raised, mm-hmm. um, raised a good amount of money for only being alive for about 18 months, you know, mm-hmm. um, having started 18 months ago. Um, but, but I, I still, I always say the highest stake pitches that I've ever done and have been with people that I want to recruit to my team. Like those, those pitches, you know, when I'm trying to pitch somebody and saying, Hey, you should join my team. Mm-hmm. Those stakes are way higher than any investor pitch. Interesting. Um, like way, way higher. There are so many more investors than there are like quality good good candidates. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like I will go to my grave saying that, like I get a mm. referral for somebody I trust. Like, one of our investors is uh, re- referred referred Chris to us as our chief product officer. Chris is fantastic. Um, like I get a meeting with him, and I'm like, okay, stakes are high. Like I gotta hmm. I gotta be on my game. Um, way more stressful than than any other investor pitch. I'm just so grateful that that they you know, um, 
yeah, grateful for the ones that went well and, and that they took a chance on me and Hmm. Alexa and Nate and I. Have you had someone that is the opposite that has jumped ship and maybe regrets it now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Very. Oh, I, I feel bad, but I mean, they got a great opportunity. It was right is, you know, the first year, um, oh man, they, they had so much equity that they left everything. Hmm. They left everything because they had another job. And, you know, you never know what will happen mm-hmm. in the yeah. future and what, mm-hmm. it will, but, um, you know, got a little antsy and was like, oh, I'm, I'm done with the startup life. We were still running off of our first angel round that we had mm-hmm. raised. We were, we were stretching our, we were extending our own runway with revenue. You know, mm-hmm. we were kind of in bootstrap mode. Um, we're always in bootstrap mode. We're, our goal is to be a revenue funded company. Um, awesome. but, but anyway, um, Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. The one thing that's great though, something that I'm proud of, um, everyone, I feel that everyone that has worked for Wander, whether that be an intern or we've, we've given a lot of first time UX designers and engineers their first shot, mm-hmm. you know, here, because as a startup, you kind of have to, you have to, um, you, you live or die by finding young superstars that mm-hmm. you can take a risk on. You know, people like Jessa, for example, where it's like, mm-hmm. I know how good she is, but she doesn't have the, she doesn't have the experience to justify a lot, but I know how good she is. Right. So I got, I better capitalize on that, that, that insider knowledge to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've been lucky enough to find quite a few of those. Um, and that's, and that has led to us being able to, you know, have really great talent, um, at a budget that we can afford at an early stage, yeah. but also giving people some really great opportunities. Like we have some people who their careers are completely changed. Um, some that have left and some that have, that are still here that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I'm super excited about. Um, I feel like that's a way Wander can make a big difference while, while fulfilling our, you know, our mission and, and things. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. I love are there that. any, that was... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, <laughs> just love this. Like, oh, you know, welcome to ahead. the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. No, you go ahead. I, <laughs> I, I was gonna just say that I that was one of the things that um, that I noticed when we first started interacting on LinkedIn was how much you were pushing for like young talent, trying to build mm-hmm. like build people's portfolios, get them experience in ways that, um, and saying like uh, counter. I don't know, not counterintuitive. They're I know very exactly. But I know exactly were... what you're talking about. I was, yeah. I'm very vocal, and in fact, a lot of really good friends of mine disagree with me. Like mm-hmm. Corey Engel is one of my one of my buddies. Um, I don't know if you know him, Captal, uh, founder of um, Captal. He's fantastic. You should chat with him. Okay. He and I disagree on this, but um, so I came from a boot camp, right? Um, a three month mm-hmm. program. And I, I tell every, every, uh, bootcamp grad that you should leave your bootcamp and go find some, find, you know, a really well-established software company that will let you work for free for three months. Like just go work for free for three months. See if you can Mm -hmm. find somebody. You could be working another job during the day, maybe, or like maybe a part-time, whatever. But, um, you, you know, so many of those bootcamp grads end up at like some dev shop agency. And they're Mm -hmm. stuck and they never, they never make it on an engineering team. And so if you can take the three months and not make anything and prove yourself and learn, like you'll make your earning potential significantly increase and you'll be in a much better position. So, but a lot of people are so anti unpaid internships. No working for free. No, how dare you suggest it? How dare you? You should go pay four years worth of college. That's, that's totally ethical, <laughs> but don't you dare work three months for free. Yep. Like, oh man. So anyway, but I know I there's lots of that. situations around that, that, um, that are different. Like I think people definitely take advantage of unpaid internships, but, um, yeah, there's two sides, there's two sides to that coin, but that was one of the yeah. first things that you said where I was like, my ears perked up and I was like, oh man, like that really resonates with me because I've been trying to help people like Jessa People like mm-hmm. my friend Audrey that you know, like people, yes. people, she people is an absolute to... rock star, by the way. Yeah. And I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but oh. me like trying to help young designers bridge that gap and just in the end just saying like, 
you have to manufacture experience for yourself however you can. And it has to be real, um, mm-hmm. as real as possible. Like if you need to take three to six months and do real work and not get paid for it, it's better than waiting around sitting on your hands for a year, just waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to give you, you know, give you that big break. It doesn't happen. No. Like some people yeah. maybe, but like Jessa, she, she worked for free for six months. Mm-hmm. The company she actually interned for is doing great. She did a lot of their early UX and, and now she has that on her resume. And then just, I don't know, it just, uh, yeah, it, it definitely um, compounds all of that. Yeah. All those little opportunities. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. But yeah, thanks for speaking your mind on those kinds of things because I think it's incredible. Oh, I'm always here to speak my mind, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> the more you it. follow me and the more I'm going to be in the LinkedIn sphere. Yeah. <laughs> I, Do you uh, kind of feel like your personality on LinkedIn is a whole separate thing than like who you are in real life? I mean, like, obviously your opinions are the good. same, but you're like talking so much on LinkedIn. Like people will be like, oh, I saw that post of yours. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I have to apologize. I don't know. Like, it's um, like you said, like a LinkedIn influencer, right? LinkedIn influencer. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I definitely had things like that, but I... I've kind of been, I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to try and add value to things that I try and do on LinkedIn. So I, I'm very active within our industry that we sell to. Mm-hmm. So my two purposes are, okay, add value to maybe people like me in the software world. And then also let's, let's educate our industry on what the heck Wander is. Those are the two things mm-hmm. I do. But yeah. um, every once in a while, I'm like, I just feel like saying this. So I'm going to say it. <laughs> I think sometimes that's great. It lands and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I, I definitely it. overthink things sometimes. I do sometimes post something and then delete it. Like really, anything somewhat political. I, my uh, husband would be like oh, AJ. Yeah. Anything that ha- mm-hmm. can have political undertones. The more yep. you chat with me, like in personal spheres, you'll realize that I can have a conversation with anyone about anything and not get emotional. Mm-hmm. But not. But that's really hard to manage over something like LinkedIn. Yeah. All right, so you'll people, you'll people post put their it. own yeah. things onto yeah. it, right? Yeah. Well, you'll you'll post it being like, "Oh, this would be a very cool conversation to see unfold at a dinner party in real life." Yes. But through the medium of freaking social media, it yes. like it forces everyone into binary and yes. no one can exist in anything but a one or a zero. It drives me freaking yep. insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and people read it how like, they want to read it. Yes. Mhm. Brigham will be like, AJ, um, you should delete that right now. <laughs> and I'm like, no. you're probably right. I'm going to delete that. Yeah. yeah. And instead, I'm going to call my friend and talk about it and see what they think. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll scratch that itch over the phone better, instead though. of in public. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those kinds of things, for those kinds of things, it is, we've talked about this on the show before. Like, it's always better. Call your friend. Yeah. Call your dad. Get like a couple of different perspectives, left, right, center balance yourself out do you guys ever get the itch to like just talk to somebody that you disagree with like oh, yeah. i just have that itch all the time it's like i just yeah. want to debate this i don't understand how somebody could believe this and so that means that i don't understand it well enough and i want to mm-hmm. understand it well enough because i have this deep fear rooted fear of not understanding the world correctly and i know oh, that i'll man. never like i i know that i'll never really oh. understand the world but like i like the more people I talk to, I'm so fortunate to be able to talk to people from all around the world with this job. Mm-hmm. Cause we, yeah. you know, tour, tourism is a, an international industry, yep. you know? So I'm talking to uh, people from Malta, the UK, Seychelles, you know, Fiji. And I'm, it's just my, my, you know, view of the world has totally broadened. And I just love, wow. I love opening. Um, I've learned a lot about, you know, climate change and, I've had my ideas tested on a lot of things. And um, anyway, I enjoy that. That's another weird tangent. Sorry. I know. I, no, I is, love no, that. We're, we should we're like pausing. We're staying pause on here that. In, we're yeah, staying we're in this staying tangent. In this tangent. Um, we're growing a whole tree from yeah. this tangent. <laughs> where does that, AJ, where does that come from? Because I'm, well, yeah, you said that and I spiraled. Um, I went somewhere <laughs> else. I do not, I do not know what either of you said for like the last two minutes because when you said I have this fun, like fear that I'm like fundamentally misunderstanding the world or whatever, I can't remember exactly how you said it. Cause as soon as you started saying it, it really resonated with me. And then I checked out. Um, 
That's a good Kosh slogan. Where, where does that come from? Um, okay, so my family, on my dad's side of the family, um, we have atheists, we have anarchists, mm. we have li- literally self-proclaimed anarchists. Like mm-hmm. my cousin and her husband are self-proclaimed anarchists. Okay. Um, Democrats, like Republicans, well, more conservative, liberal. They're not right. party affiliated as much, but um, and then people that are kind of middle of the road and um, really, really faithful Latter Day Saints. Really, you know, we just everything, right? We have the whole spectrum, and like every other Sunday, we get together and we like have dinner together, and like you have the atheists, my you know my aunt and uncles who are on that side of things, and like. They just figured out how to have a conversation together and the most intellectually stimulating and respectful conversations. I'm like, how in the world? I know that's really rare, but like that was kind of the, that was the, and sometimes it got animated, like really passionate people, Mm -hmm. like it was always very respectful. And like when, when something kind of rubbed wrong, they would always answer, ask with a question, like answer with a question. Um, instead of being like, instead of answering with a statement, um, you know, my aunt would answer, always answer with a, with my, one of the smartest people I know is my aunt. She's an atheist hmm. and she would always answer with a question, you know, whenever, cause she was definitely the minority in, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we grew up in Utah. Um, but she'd always answer with a question and it was just really interesting. She made us all think, um, hmm. but, but yeah, I think that that's part of it. And, um, my parents just were always encouraging us to question, question things. And, um, mm-hmm. which is, I think led my sisters and I to be really, to be really confident in what we believe, whether that mm-hmm. be politics or, um, I heard this quote sometime, uh, sometime ago. It was, um, I, something about, um, having strong opinions, but holding them loosely yeah, strong opinions. Strong opinions loosely held. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, I feel like um, I feel like we shouldn't be afraid of being wrong because I'd rather we'd rather be wrong than we'd rather know we're wrong than you know mm-hmm. be wrong in ignorance. <laughs> um, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think, and I, I think I think that's really helpful as a as a CEO too, like that belief. You know, mm-hmm. and um. And to say, like, the other day to the team, we were making a big decision, and I just said, well, do we want to just scratch this and do this? Like, I'm open to it. Like, let's let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Be- this is why, X, Y, Z. But, like, do we want to just scrap this and do this? Um, totally from left field. But I think being open to really big changes um, – I think can, my dad always says, the more you say no to, the more confident you'll be in your yeses. Mm, yeah. And so, um, How anyway. do you do that? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's, uh, so, something that you said, my wife really loves this analogy because when you look at the world and like the freaking binary and the polarization, um, with everything, literally every single topic, it's hard to find someone sitting in the middle and genuinely like weighing both options and trying to understand both sides of it. Um, she listened to, uh, I can't remember who it was or where it came from. I'll try to give him credit at some point, but um, he was talking about it as a teeter totter and about how comfortable it is to exist on one side of a teeter totter because you're firmly on the ground. Um, oh, I love and that. then you, you kind of quickly run as you can see with a lot of people in the way that they believe and act in different stages of their life. You run from one side completely tilted to the other side completely tilted. Um, but the incredible people in your life that you've been able to emulate, like your conversational or like debate, like personality or style after are people that have found ways to comfortably like, or to, I don't know if it's ever comfortable, but found ways to try and get comfortable existing in the middle and like kind of balancing all the time. Um, yeah. With like both sides off the ground, like I don't really know where I'm going to land, but I don't really care. I'm just like interested in knowing what's on each side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so rare. <clears throat> yes. Well, I, I find myself kind of homeless politically right now. And I think a lot of people <laughs> feel that way. Yeah. You yeah. know, because like, because I, 
I'm very rational and I'm married to an economist and, wow. you know, I have certain, you know, Brigham's a, an economist and, um, well, he's, he's trained in econometrics and mm-hmm. anyway, um, he's getting his PhD right now, but, um, I'm very like fiscally conservative, I'd say in a lot mm-hmm. of areas, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I believe in solutions. Like yeah. I, that my focus is on solutions and I don't feel like anyone, I don't agree with a lot of the solutions, um, coming from one side, but mm-hmm. like the, I don't see a lot of solution, really viable solutions being no. thrown by either, you know, like let's, let's come together and let's just realize that the solutions are not, I don't care where the solution solutions come from. You know, right. but like Nobody as cares. an innovator, yeah. as an innovator, I have to believe in solutions or else mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing what I'm mm-hmm. doing right mm-hmm. now. And so mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to kind of I show love, my colors a bit. <laughs> I love hearing that. I met your friend, um, Rochelle, the other day. Yes. Um, Morris? I'm, Rochelle Morris? Yeah. Um, Where did you meet I, her? I met her on the sidewalk at the Arts Festival in Salt Lake. Um, She's amazing. I was she just was, with her today. No way. Yeah. She was uh, on. She was hot on the campaign trail with Becky Edwards, um, and I said uh, almost word for word the exact thing that you just said about um, being politically homeless and about being so woefully uninformed um, and being so uninformed now in my thirties that it's embarrassing. But mm-hmm. also knowing, and this is what I said to Becky Edwards: was like, has there ever been a time? where trying to get involved is like less rewarding than now. Basically like mm-hmm. me saying, I feel it's irresponsible. Dangerous. I feel yeah. irresponsible sometimes. Like I know so little about so much. Um, I feel this like a uh, civic duty, but then as soon as I start thinking, man, I should like dig in and learn about this. You immediately get burned and like, it's blown a trap. A- you get blown away from the building and you're like, oof, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go near that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's dangerous to even express certain opinions. Like it's dangerous to have a dialogue. It's, mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. kind of a scary time. I, yeah. and so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I push, I try to carefully just push boundaries and, you know, try yeah. to bring up dialogue where, where I feel is comfortable and safe. But yeah, it's scary and it's dangerous to say that you're open to other viewpoints because I feel like that yeah. automatically labels you as one side or the other side of like the party. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm just saying like I'm open. That doesn't mean I'm pro whatever. It's just, I don't know. It just means I'm open to have the discussion and I want to hear you yeah. where you're coming from because I'd like to empathize with you, right? And understand yes. you as like a human being and mm-hmm. find common ground. That's like not allowed anymore. And it's no. a little terrifying. No. It's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. What's it What's it like balancing that as a CEO though, AJ? Like yeah. you, you represent this brand and this group of people and- how do you like, do you detach those things? Like your walking representation of, of this entire entity? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. <clears throat> Something I've actually thought about quite a bit. Um, I think, I think something that has helped us, um, and I haven't necessarily explicitly said this to our team and actually maybe I have, but like, Honestly, all ideas and all beliefs are just welcome at mm-hmm. Wander. Like, I don't care if you are, like, I love my cousin who is an anarchist, even <laughs> though I think some of her ideas are insane, yeah. you know? And I also have a full-on conspiracy theorist uncle. Like, mm. I mean, everybody two, has that two uncle. sides, right? Yeah. And that uh, just like can't have a rational conversation. Like you, we have a few of those, and you're like, okay, I don't know where to meet you in this mm-hmm. conversation. But but anyway, like I, but any anyone's welcome. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care. You know, I have really strong beliefs, and I I'm confident in why I believe certain things. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean, like, and to be honest, I'm still open to being wrong. And so, um, anyway, I think. Um, I think that kind of allows me to have opinions and also, I'm also, I don't voice a lot of opinions. I voice Mm. my unpaid internship opinions, but, um, (laughs) but I think those are pretty benign. um, Yeah, I hope so. You'd be surprised Mm -hmm. though. There are some Uh, trolls that'll just eat you alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
but but I welcome that. It's fine. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think um, I think having a culture of yeah, anything you believe, um, you're welcome here. Hmm. Um, and and it feels yeah. I I think there are a lot of organizations that um that try to do that, but um, I want ours to be like totally unlopsided. You know, mm, it's not going to lean yeah. either way. It's like, yeah. you We've, really yeah. can believe anything. It's not, mm-hmm. like, you know, so, um, but, but, and I want it to be a safe place where we can kind of express opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the real challenge. Yeah. Cause yeah. not that I keep, my husband keeps reminding me that not everyone can discuss things without getting emotional, mm-hmm. you know? And so maybe it is just best to avoid things you know, from a policy standpoint, mm-hmm. we haven't really run into that yet. We don't talk about that as a, you know, a team. Yeah. It's but. so interesting that people get so emotional because it's like a lot of this, like we like to think it's in our hands, but it's not. And so I think that's maybe why people get emotional because they wish there was more in our control. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. like we the people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I guess this is just the cynic in me. I'm like, I can vote. I can do what I, I can show up, but is it really going to make a difference, you know? Yeah. And so that's where I feel like I can keep my emotions in check. It's like, no, I'm going through the motions and I can think of ways to make the system better and act on those ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, and it's I was flawed. so inspired. Well, and I was so inspired when I saw physically like uh, Rochelle and a, like a small group of people in the streets at art fest in Salt Lake, just stopping and talking to people. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a very cool conversation with Becky Edwards and her team, and I learned a lot about her and her platform. We agreed on a lot. We disagreed on some things, I'm sure. But like, I think the issue that Jordan's pointing to is like people looking to, they're acting like it's the 60s, um, but the medium of social media obliterates any actual connection you could ever have to a movement. Um, And I feel like everyone's trying to give themselves digitally to a cause that's giving nothing in return and it's so empty Mm -hmm. and you get nothing back and then you just feel dumb and sad and ashamed and it's like if these people would go feed the homeless people downtown or like go to the library go like if you want to protest go protest go like physically be a part of something but the fact that everyone's like thinking that a hashtag and a reshare is going to like give them the fulfillment of being part of something bigger than themselves is insanity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's that's nuts. exactly what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Oh man. What a tangent. That's incredible. Yes. Um, this is fun. No, yeah. This is great. I, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, like change direction slightly because I want to make sure we asked um, kind of the questions Jordan and I came in with. And again, we've talked about incredible things so far. Um, one thing that I've always wondered, I've always wanted to ask a CEO and Jordan was asking it in, in a similar, uh, the same question in a maybe slightly different way, but just getting buy-in. Like how do you mm-hmm. go into work? I call it like the shower vision. Like how do CEOs like have this thing that comes to them it's like I was brushing my teeth and it all came to me and I'm going to go in. How do you balance? Because you are more familiar with the problem space. Um, you have decades to now of experience, like working with this specific like problem and space and like context. Um, how do you balance like that passion with what you said earlier? Like I could just be flat out wrong. This is difficult because um, I I don't yeah it de- it really just depends on on the week how unified I feel our team is that's my primary role is to Alignment. make sure we're unified in the direction we're going and at the early stages like where we are now where we're just nibbling on product market fit right mm, we're just mm-hmm. nibbling on it we can taste it <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> But, you know, those final, because, you know, you, you bring on customers that are so different and you really start to figure out. It. What's interesting about startups that I've learned, and this is just my experience, so doctrine by AJ, um, nothing can be, this, this may not make sense, but just bear with me. 
Um, there's something called the dependency trap. Hmm. And that is, okay, I can't do this until this. Hmm. That will, that kills, that kills startups. Mm-hmm. And so you have to push, you have the marketing lever, you have the sales lever, you have the UX lever, you have the engineering lever. Like you have to figure out how to push those le- levers in a way, because every time you push one lever, you learn things that inform every, th- every other part of the company, right? So when you go out and sell something, even if it's early, you're going to learn things that inform the rest of the company. And so we are just constantly having to play this this game of lever pushing of, okay, mm. we push this. And that's I that's how we are finding product market fit is and so we're being informed by all these all these experiences we're having in different areas of the company, bringing those together. Because which which uh, you know you don't know what, who your best customers are until you go full circle with a customer. And when you by the time you go full circle of a, with a customer, you've you've made certain decisions and you want to you know you want to be flexible enough to where mm-hmm. you know new information and and that new better understanding can inform where you go next. You also don't want to play with, you don't want to have whiplash, you know, and everything. So um, in terms of how that relates to buy-in, it's, um, I think that's, that's something I struggle with in terms of something I'm working on is how do we, um, how do we stay consistent so that everyone feels confident in our direction while also Mm -hmm. being, really flexible like we have to be really flexible um because we have to adjust but we don't want to we want to be proactive not reactive but there are certain things where you have to be reactive for for a while Mm -hmm. in these early stages and um keeping customers happy is so important Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and fulfilling what you set out to do is so important managing expectations and um and so yeah i think um in terms of getting buy-in um, this is something really you should ask my team. Why okay. do you, why are you, why are you following this crazy person? Yeah. You know? I'd love to know. I'm going to get um, like all 21 of them. I wonder what, what Riverside would max us out at in here, but we'll get the whole yeah. team. Here. You know, who's an incredible <laughs> talent of ours. Another, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of exposing all of my, all of my people to be poached, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just, they deserve credit. Devin Barker is one of those. Um, he does all of our customer success, account management, mm-hmm. and also assists with marketing and biz dev. And he's like our Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I look at people like him and like, man, he would be the one to tell you because I don't know how we got him, but I would love to know in his words, like, why is he here? Okay. How did we get him? Well, ask um, him. You should you should have him on your podcast. He's going to be a superstar in Utah. He'll be. And just mark my words. There are a few of them we have on our team that will be leaders in their fields someday and will be known in Utah. I love them. Um, and probably in the West. Oh, I know. I'm it's in writing AJ. now. Preach I'm a tech it. prophet. Just yeah. kidding. I love it. Um, anyway. I love that. That's, that's a, great, that. a great, yeah, again, a great, super thoughtful response. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Jordan, what else you got? Do you have other questions here as we kind of, uh, come like we're approaching the end of this sort of hour wrapping things up, but I also don't want to stop this conversation. No, it's been great. I asked all my questions up front. So I think that everything that I was curious about got answered. I'm just excited that we're connected now and that I know I me hear, too. like your story firsthand. When you said yeah. like big fan, I wanted to throw up a little bit, but it was so <laughs> nice. I was like, no, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I'm so totally I texted Logan of- and I was like, what? So thank you. It was quite flattering. Thank you. Well, I would love to, um, we should do lunch sometime with you guys. And um, I want to hear, Jordan, I want to hear your story. In fact, Mm. is it on a, do you guys have a podcast episode where you Uh, talk about your stories? I feel like we kind of talk about it here and there, like every episode. Here we go, Jordan. We will have, (laughs) um, we will have you and Logan on the Software Sisters podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we will ask you your stories. Um, I yeah, love that. that. That'd I be amazing. That. I haven't, yeah, it's you been owe me. too long. You owe me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we do. It's been too we long. Really yeah, I haven't talked, yeah, I haven't talked to Jessa in a long time. This was the coolest. Um, 
thank you for spending an hour with us. It was, yeah, so much fun. I love that we, I almost just said that we wandered. Um, <laughs> I love that we kind of wandered, <laughs> we kind of wandered around. Um, yeah. Jordan and I are very intentional about how little we prepare. We kind of talk like about loosely like themes. We have like a note that says like AJ dash like CEO, CEO extraordinaire. No, it just says like CEO. But just like what we want to hear from you. Just like we write yeah. a couple quick bullet points, but then we really just want to hear like what you have to say yeah. and we don't want it to follow the structure because that mm-hmm. feels limiting, right? Yeah. Oh, this so. was so fun. I Yeah. Thank you for handing me a mic. Of yeah, course. I, We're excited anytime. to come so on uh, come Software back. Software Sisters, man. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Jessa's so funny. She's Jessa's, the coolest. I, I got to like catch Jessa up with her. When yeah. I grow up. So do She's, I. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kennedy, our youngest sister, is pretty dang cool, too. Okay. Um, Jeez, but you need to power, meet her at some point. Power That's Sisters. Fun. Yeah. Um, well, we normally wrap up just uh, yeah, quick quick uh, thoughts like uh, what what are you doing the rest of the night? What do you got going on? I'm gonna go sleep. That sounds mm, great. That does sound great. <laughs> Tomorrow I should do that. Well, I have lots of meetings while I'm here in Utah. Um, yeah, I bet. Oh yeah. How long are you here? Till the nineteenth. Okay. Let's get. We have ten days. Let's get lunch. Oh man! Yeah, if you're not too busy. I can't imagine the list of people trying to have lunch with you. But if Jordan and I could get on that list. If we Please let have, us know. We can do breakfast, Guys, breakfast, I, brunch, afternoon dinner. tea. Yeah. Biscuits and tea. Okay. We're down for anything. We'll make it happen. Um, Jordan, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I don't know. I have a couple freelance things on the docket. You said, so you said no more freelance. I said no. Listen, <laughs> it's family, friends. It's okay. 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 Yeah. So it sucks twice as I bad. I still pull Jessa in. Yeah. yeah. She knows it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you got to do it. It's, yeah. We cool. love them, but we hate them. So. I, yeah. <laughs> and I they know am, that. I'm watching alone and just trying to recover from, mm. yeah, the chaos of putting both kids to bed and running downstairs and getting here just in the nick of time. We had a bath yeah. with bath bomb drama that would have blown your mind. It was just crazy. Oh, no. My, um, what kind of bath bomb? Like the kind that I'm thinking of bath bomb? My daughter like poop, pulled... Poop in the tub? No, like, no, no. The organic, no. The organic Luckily, kind? <laughs> yes. Organic. No. We're, we're in between. We're like, we haven't had one of those in a long time. But my four-year-old oh, was good. in the tub and she pulled over like a tray of um, like lush bath bombs and pulled, pulled them yeah she pulled them all oh, no. into the tub she pulled them all into the tub and we heard this like big thud and my wife and i went in there and had to do this like rapid search and rescue where we're just fishing around trying to pull them out as they're like foaming, foaming. And billowing it was so funny um anyway i would we're, have yeah. loved to be that four-year-old i know i know she <laughs> loved it so but fun. then she panicked she panicked because we were like scrambling and she thought she was in trouble so she cried oh, yeah. for like ah. Uh, Listing off all the things that she can't do now that she's in trouble. Oh, yeah. She gets real sad. Jordan, do you have kids? Yes, I have a baby. How many? Listen to this. I have a baby that is nine months old as of like three days ago, and I'm freaking pregnant again. So, yeah. (gasps) Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The pill is not strong enough at our house. So, yeah. But we're excited. Thank you. Yes. So I have a daughter, Daisy, and then a boy on the way. Perfect. Oh my goodness. I know. Perfect. Amazing. We can be done. <laughs> yes. It'll be oh fun. Oh my gosh. You yeah. uh, that, I'm so excited for you. Well, text me text yep. me about lunch next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this will be edited and recorded and I'll send you a link, but this should be out uh, a week from tomorrow, next Wednesday. We'll send it to you. Awesome. Guys, All right, thank listeners. You. I'm thanks so for honored. Yeah. Thanks for being We're here, very AJ. Thank you. Listeners, thanks for partying with us for a minute. Cue the music. Yes. We, uh, we're out of here. <laughs> See you next time. See ya. Bye, guys.